This is a podcast from Rover. Here's Johnny. Ah. Hey. You want to go with your uh, hypothetical first, Dunks? Oh, yeah, okay. okay. We'll call it, let's call this hypothetical because okay. um, uh, yeah. it's hypothetical. So there's a bloke that's messaged me and... Hypothetically. Uh, yeah. And he yeah. reckons he's got a mate who's... On the on a murder charge, and yes. he's been on remand for ten months now. Yes. He doesn't think his mate's done it, and he also seems to think that the cops are stalling to try and find some evidence uh, mm. to prove it. How long can you just be on remand for? Be like, we well, think you did it, but mm, just stay there for a bit. Right. Surely they must job. have some form of evidence to hold them in the first place, because you'd have to be arrested. Right. Okay. So let's shift it away from a possible case because they would already have a lawyer and talk about it hypothetically. Mm. I have represented a number of people charged with murder and all of whom I've got bail, right? So just because you're uh, up on the most heinous of, of um, charges doesn't mean you're not entitled to bail, right? Um, so you generally, you're more likely to get... There's two kinds of bail, right? So there's general bail, that means... You know, uh, there can be conditions like a curfew. And just hanging out at home playing PlayStation. Well, or Xbox. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. okay. I feel you. Covering <laughs> It might turn you into a murderer. I'm not sure. Yeah. But, um, uh, or, but there's also what's known as electronically monitored bail, which means you've got a little anklet around you and you're not allowed to leave the premise, right? Okay, so now for murder, you can get bail. Um, but you generally have to have a clean record kind of thing. That And the, the, the tests are that uh, you, there's no um, previous convictions for reoffending whilst on bail, uh, that you will attend, that you've got a record of attending at court and that you're not going to interfere with witnesses. Okay, now, murder. Listen, the police, are, for them to charge someone with murder, there's got to be evidence, Okay. Mm. And it has to be disclosed, and it has to be disclosed within a reasonable time. Otherwise, what the lawyer will do is I'll bring what's known as a 147 application. So that's a, a section 147 of the Criminal Procedure Act, right, uh, 2011. I've hopefully got this right. To say there's no case to answer and dismiss the charge, right? So that's what ordinarily a good lawyer would do, or any lawyer would do. And so... I assume there is evidence. They're on remand because they've been unable to get bail. Uh, they can bring, they can continue to bring a bail application if there's a change of circumstances, which could be no disclosure. But I doubt it. But I'm sure it's that it's been disclosed. On that, have you ever? I mean, and this is a, probably a personal question. Yes. Have you looked at some absolute murderous shitbag and known that they've done it? Do you ask them if they've done it? All oh, right. Well, do you a, just because I mean, if you if you ask them, you do you go, did you do it? And they go, yeah, I did it. And then you're like, right. yeah, well, you didn't give me really okay. uh, much to work with here. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, um, okay, that question gets asked a lot. We don't use the term murderous shitbag. It's a family show, and we shall refrain from. That is a legal. That is a legal yeah, term. A legal term, right? Um, it's a breaking okay. of a human. That's the question you don't ask. Right, because that hamstrings you. So whatever your client tells you is what's known as that, instructions. That's so, what you're representing them on. That's right. So if they were to say, for example, yes, I did it, but, wanna, but I want to give evidence saying that I didn't do it, you got to withdraw straight away, right? So 
um, the way you approach is, is the question you ask is, well, what's your story? What, what do you have to say about what happened? Because this is what the police say, right? And then they, if they lie to you and then you follow their case and it transpires that the evidence shows that they did it, well, you haven't misled anyone, but in fact, you're the one that's been misled. But if they say it out and out that you've done they might say that they've done it, right? And then what you do is your job changes from defending them. Well, if they say they've done it, you can put the prosecution to proof, right? But you can't call the witness. But usually in that situation, if also, if they say they've done it, then your job is to minimize the sentence. You know what I mean? Reduce the sentence to the least restrictive sentence that you can get. Jeez, that's a good insight. Oh, that's, that's, that's a toughie. That no, is a toughie. That's serious. Don't you think it's too serious? Yeah, no. Nah, like no, because what? that's what I want to know. I don't deal with murderers every day. You yeah. know? You don't, not every day for you, but, you know, every week you could be chatting to a murderer. That's normal for you. It's not for us. All right. It's a good insight. Okay. Cool. Also, um, yes. the, oh, you can answer this next. Yes. We need to play a song. But um, if you are on remand for a charge yes. and then the charges get dropped and you've had like 12 months of your life taken off you, I want to know if you get compensation or anything like that. But we'll answer that next, Johnny. The Rocks, Jay and Dunk. Johnny K. Hey. So just back to my question before, yes. which is if you get accused of something here in New Zealand, you get put yes. on remand, so you've been held in prison um, until the outcome. They end up dropping the case and you've been inside for 12 months. Your life's been on pause. you get anything back? Mm. The answer is yes. Uh, well, no, generally no, but sometimes yes. Right, so if, there were, if it was um, a malicious prosecution, you got a good claim. I mean, there are people, for example, who have been convicted and then subsequently found out that they were innocent, particularly um, with the advent of DNA evidence. So you can get some money, but sometimes not. So I have had people in custody for a long time. They've dropped all the serious charges which keep them in jail, but there's one for which they're convicted. And... um, you know, that if they'd only been charged with the original little charge, they wouldn't have been, been, they would have been out. They would, in fact, they wouldn't have been in jail at any time. Wow. So, and they've got no comeback. So the answer is sometimes, the, the answer is yes. But Just a pat on the bum and uh, <laughs> be thankful you're out. <laughs> yeah, kind of thing. Yes. Johnny K, yes, uh, I'm being convicted of fraud over a thousand. I've got no priors. Will I go to jail? What's the deal? It's, I'm guessing that's a thousand bucks. Yeah. Okay. So I'm really not sure. Um, we we need to know how much this. Firstly, I don't like specific to know in, about the particular case. But um, if it's only a thousand dollars, then the answer is no. Um, the courts are duty bound to impose the least restrictive sentence, right? So uh, if it's a lot of money, if it's a hundred thousand then there's a good chance you'll go to jail. But uh, it's highly likely, I suspect, that it's well over a 1,000, but not too much. Then you're likely to get community detention or home detention or possibly community work. What are you getting, say, um, uh, yeah, what are you getting paid now to do that? Minimum wage or? Right, well. Or how much are you wiping off per hour sort of thing? Oh, for community work? Yeah. You knock um, off you'd, 500 an hour? Uh, you'd be obliged to pay the reparation back. You're, you're bound in, in law to do so unless you uh, can't afford to. And so the community is on top of that. It's not making good for the money you stop. Uh, 
it's yeah well you could get community detention and uh and home detention coupled with community work and and or supervision um you know it's all right it's all right the answer is you're not going to jail here's an interesting one johnny k i punched a possum off a fence post then finished it off humanely my mate posted the punch and put it on instagram now i'm up on cruelty to animal charges it was on private property and the things are pest how is this any worse than a gin trap can we put these moaning greenies under citizens' arrest for being moaning greenies? Right, well, the There's a lo- couple of questions there. Right, okay. The moaning greenie ones, the answer is no. That's unfortunate. And you should be a bit more respectful to our laws of New Zealand. The, the first one is um, the law pertains to the way you kill the animal, right? So punching the possum is not a good idea. What if um, he's got a knockout punch? <laughs> what if they call them concrete fists down the local pub? My suggestion is that you either get different mates who aren't going to use social media to post um, the heinous death of a... Uh, a, a massive bel- pest. <laughs> of a beloved animal that um, eats but, all our trees. Very good point, though. How is that any less humane than a possum being jammed in a gin trap by its, by its leg, so for example... And uh, squealing away in the bush for five days until it gets clubbed on the head when the trapper comes around and grab it, as opposed to him just lining it up and giving it a oosus off the fence post. L one two. Right. Well, um, the bottom line is that the subsequent act of killing the animal was probably legal, but the punching it wasn't. Mm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Bear that in mind. Uh, gin traps are now illegal in New Zealand, according to uh, Dion. Thanks, Dion. Okay, yeah. that's good to know. Hey, Johnny, is it yes. legal to record someone at work without them knowing? Is it legal to record? Does that depend on who it's from? Like the, your workplace filming is employees or employees filming another employee? Yeah, say, for example, I just secretly filmed Jeremy, producer Jeremy, the audio wizard through here. They'd bloody love that, wouldn't they? Yeah. <laughs> It's a terrible example. <laughs> no, but let's <laughs> say they took offence. Okay, okay. Now look, um, it depends on the context here, right? So, you could take a video of me, me or you, you know, dunk, right? And that's like a photograph, right? But if you were to go into a supermarket and take a video beneath someone's skirt, mm. you're deep, deep in trouble. Right, and depends on what you use it for, or or someone in a in a in a bathroom. That's illegal, but um, it depends. You could have contractual obligation, and thou shalt not take any photographs or or use any video um, media within uh, the premise. Right, and that and you could do that. That'd be fair enough if it's contractual and everyone agrees. You agree, and and your employer agrees. But um, we need a bit more context on that one. Yeah. Could just be somebody, you know, falling off a bit of scaffolding, you know. They brought all the boys together. Whack that on TikTok, mate. Yeah. Get a sponsor. Make some monies. The Rocks, Jay and Dunk. Jay and Dunk. Johnny Kay, our resident lawyer, is here. Hey. Uh, we've got a couple of spots left. If you do want to text him, you can text the keyword law. Send your questions to 3520 right now. Johnny Kay, yeah. i got a parking ticket for yes. parking in an electric car park. No, my car is not electric. But no other parks, uh, there were no other parks and no e-cars were occupying the parks at the time. Where do I stand? I forgot to say that this is in a shopping mall. Cheers. Right, well, you've parked illegally and there's a fine, so um, you either pay the fine or you defend it, one or the other. 
The other thing you can do is get a EV sticker off the internet for a dollar twenty. Slap it on your bumper. So right. you heard, so Jay. So you're so one of you pa- party to fraud here, <laughs> obtaining by deception, perverting the course of justice. People um, are doing that for years with the self-contained uh, on yeah. the old motorhomes, eh? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Back of vans. Yeah, mate, i got a bucket. Yeah, Jay definitely needs legal advice here. Yeah, uh, so, it's, yeah. so it's easier to pay the ticket as opposed to do it that. It is, yes. Oh, it's and, and good to know. Tell me, mate. Is he chatting about the EV parks that you get the free charge with? Because then it's a dick move if he's just parking in the, in the actual I, charging I don't park. think they're free electricity, are they? It's... Uh, just, probably not. Nothing's free in this don't world. Ask you know me, that. Mate, I drive a Chevy Suburban. <laughs> Doug's right. doing his bit. Um, yes. At what point do you stop becoming a parent to use the parents' park? If your kids oh. are 23 and in oh, the car yes. with you, uh, yes. are you still a parent? I reckon it's once uh, they're out of a pram because there's a right. pram on the picture. Right, right. Okay, well, uh, I have to. I know Jay. Famous for self-deprecation, mm. but I, I have to deprecate myself here. I have parked in there when um, what a dog, uh, exactly. <laughs> and um, and a woman has come over and said, "Where's your child? Where's the pram?" So I never did it again. <laughs> yeah, it's a good lesson, man. Because um, if you got a mum that's under right. the pump, and those are normally a little bit closer too, that's why. Okay, so I put my lawyer's hat on and say, "Well, actually, there's no legality about." You know, if it says, you know, parent You're parking parent. only. No, no, not just that is. Anyone can park there because it's not it's not parking 20. It, it doesn't specifically say. So it's really a contractual relationship between you and, say, the supermarket. It's a moral contract, isn't it? It is. And they can guilt trip you not to do it again, which is exactly what I did. Because uh, you could turn up with a young kid on a motorcycle and park in there and, and still walk in legally. Oh, I suppose so, but were you going to leave the, 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 the young child on the motorcycle? No, you take your kid in with you. <laughs> <laughs> little kid's oh, helmet, or the, chi- big helmet? the child drives away on the motorbike. <laughs> <laughs> um, Johnny? Yeah. Oh, most, oh, just a message from our audio was a Jeremy who owns a hybrid. Most of the charging stations are free, okay. but some you need your own cable. Oh, oh like hey, a big version of the iPhone. Hey, yeah. Big virgin, all right. Oh, Huge virgin. Okay. Thanks, EV. Yeah. Um, so text just come through here saying, Johnny K, I've not been able to take a lunch break at work now for some time. What can I do about it? It's illegal. You can file a personal grievance with your employer and we'll just raise it with your employer, your boss. We've you never taken a lunch break. Uh, I reckon in my 12 years here at work, I've never... T- oh, no, they'd be life. You're entitled to one. Yeah, no, I just don't. Because I'd start at lunchtime. I've just had lunch. I'm not going to get to work and stop. <laughs> <laughs> lunch break is. See you at oh, one right. o'clock. It's just the way my day works out. I'm all right with it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I should really invoice them. You're right. <laughs> uh, Johnny K, yes. only wheelchair parks are legally enforceable. Parent and EV are courtesy. Cheers, Gene. Cheers, Gene. Are they? Gene, also a dog. <laughs> <laughs> are a courtesy. Oh, thank you. That's good. Johnny K, quickly, I've been with my girlfriend for five years. We're living together but not married. We own a house under my name only, uh, and I don't live in it. Uh, is she entitled to 50% of yep. everything I own? Yeah, man, she's going to take it all. So they both live in it? No, or? neither of them live in it. He's oh. just soaking up a little bit of sweet moolah and the old rent moolalis. Okay, well, first you've got to go and see your own lawyer, but if you haven't incorporated the um, house into the relationship property, then the answer is theoretically no, you're not. Because, but if your combined income pays for the mortgage for that house... 
than she is because um, uh, they're bo- you're both contributing. So the, the golden rule is, the principle is, um, if your asset isn't incorporated into the relationship property, then it's still yours. But it's better to keep it in trust and or there'd be a, there'd be a prenuptial agreement. If you are... Yes. Um, if you have it geared, so say for example your mortgage repayments are four hundred bucks a week, and you're getting six hundred in rent, so you're not actually contributing anything out of your relationship funds into yes. paying for this thing. How does that work then? Because it's because it's not actually coming. You're not paying for it combined. It's just basically washing its right, face. Right. Right. Well, you could argue that you've deliberately kept it separate from relationship property and not incorporated the profit mm. or any kind of profit into. Um, your combined income somewhere or other. You, you could do it, but it's it's better to protect your own interest because, you know, the other party could argue that, well, um, there are, you know, that she or he has paid for stuff, yeah. right, which has allowed them to, um, you know, ha- ha- pay the mortgage on the house, you know, the other house, right? Yeah. So it's dangerous. So get it in writing, get it, get a trust or a, a prenuptial agreement. That person sounds like they'd park in a parents and EV park when they wanted to as well. <laughs> right. Johnny, mate, it's always a pleasure. Oh, oh, thank you. We're done. We've run thank out you. of music, which oh. means you have to piss off. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, could I please have a shout out to yes. Mrs. Jackie May from my office who keeps my, you know, legal world, you know, going. Spinning. Oh, yes. No. She is the axis in which you spin upon. Yes. So thank you to Jackie May. You'll be back next week? Yes, sir. We'll have you. Jay and Dunk Rock.